Well, what a privilege it is to be able to come to you for another extended season of Saints Radio. And on a new day, even, Mondays. I know. I'm sure we'll I find. Come up here and just talk to myself. We'll find something. <laughs> um, I'm I'm very grateful to that both Monica and I are here, and that there's no there's nothing that's holding us back from being able to reach out to you all. The equipment we hope is functioning, <laughs> and that you're actually hearing this. Um, but praise God. Amen. Amen. I, things feel, they, I don't want to say feel, but things seem a little different, which is good. And uh, I was reflecting back on our Sunday school class yesterday. We were talking about timing and seasons and, and how important it is for us to recognize the seasons that God has us in and the transition points and how it's just critical that we are so close to the Lord that we we see and we accept and we step into that point of, of opening or breakthrough that God has for us entering into the new season. And, and I know we've been in transition for a long time and I know the seminar was somewhat of a, a breakthrough point and, and yet it really has been this weekend for me personally where I feel like I'm actually stepping into the new and I just think that's so exciting. But it really does, it really does cause you to have to renew your mind and um, get your perspective and your mindset aligned with where God has us and what he has for us on the horizon. And so I kind of feel like I'm in that place where I'm just not it's not a resetting it's kind of like a shifting or just a renewing i guess of my mind um to accept fully what god has for us in the days ahead so it's exciting it's exciting to be here on monday the very beginning of october and be able to share this with the saints so. yeah that's ex that is wonderful to hear um and we we believe that this is happening in so many of you as well. You think back, you know, you think back on over the past couple of years, emerging out of the COVID stuff, God was saying, transitioning, you're transitioning. And then this is breakthrough, you know, and um, we've seen that, but it, it really, and I know we probably, uh, undoubtedly, after 20 plus years, we have gone through a similar cycle, but it just feels very strange to be having this extended harvest and um, culmination of so many things where God is putting in place scenarios in our families and our lives, and you, you're you're looking forward into the fields and you're trying to deduce what God is asking us to do to, to harvest these things and to put people in place. But what feels really odd is the deep plowing that is also going on with a plowman 
It doesn't say the plowman is working alongside the reaper. It doesn't say that the plowman is in an adjacent field. It says the plowman is overtaking the reaper. And I feel a whole lot of that overtaking of the plowman. <laughs> and I know, again, I said I, we probably have faced this in the past, but I don't recall facing it to this degree, the deepness of what God is trying to break up within me. And I can say that from a personal standpoint, but also the the deepness of for our network and for the fields that he's apostolically given us, the deepness of that breaking is really an astounding thing. Yeah. And, you know, the other day, what I really wanted to speak about yesterday, coming into Thursday and Friday, was to expand upon that what the double really means and and the authority that's given us and um, in this season that's beyond what we've known um, and then that was not what God wanted me to share but it's going on and that's part of the plowing mm -hmm. um, it's 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 a good thing but it feels so unsettling and so which i guess plowing would feel that way yeah i mean what you brought yesterday and even just the testimony behind it was so appropriate for where we are and i'm so glad i'm so thankful that you were obedient even though it was uncomfortable to bring that message because you know, we feel, we sense these things spiritually, and they're very real to us, and that's really more real than what we are experiencing in the natural. But in the natural, nothing seems like it's changed. N like, in my scenario, personally, nothing has changed. You know, the, the same challenges, the same blessings, the same, you know, scenarios that I'm dealing with in my personal life, which are kind of unprecedented for, for me in my lifetime. Um, nothing has changed yet in my spirit man and even in my heart and, and subsequently in my mind as I just allow it to be renewed and come into alignment with this new place of, of this new season that um, we have to get above the natural yeah. and, and, and I think so much of the trials and the challenges and the testings that we've endured over this last season, which has been very long. For me, it's been a whole year. You know, you could even take it back to, you mentioned COVID. I mean, when, when COVID hit, we were on a roll. I mean, we were moving really fast, and then all of a sudden everything stopped. And sh it didn't stop. But in the natural, physically, yeah. we had to slow down. And so yeah. we had to adapt to that and, and augment ministry and teaching and ev even our prayer mm -hmm. because we couldn't come together to that setting. And so it's just from that time has just been so different. But every year has held its own characteristics and its own trials personally and corporately. But those trials are proving who we are. You know, they're proving our faith. They're proving... The refining as is gold, and I'm so thankful for that because here we come to this day, 
and I mean I know more now what is in me than I did then mm-hmm. it's been you know it, and it will continue to be proven and tested but um, we just we can't ever despise the things that the Lord allows us to have to walk through but we do have to embrace the new and accept it and partner with it and more than ever it's so important that we stay so close to the Lord that we stay faithful to our intercession to commune to standing and hearing and obeying I mean he's asking for instant obedience and (laughs) yeah so it's good it's good but taking it back to yesterday morning you know when I say nothing has changed in the natural I so desperately need that hand in my personal life and I know two or three people before I even left the sanctuary yesterday had come over to talk to me about certain things that are going on in the natural and you know everybody said well I'm going to go home and I'm going to extend the hand and so it was just really such a rhema so thank you for that if you haven't heard it I encourage you to listen to yesterday morning's message well I, I went home and it, of course it's just me there which I'm grateful for. And I thought, okay, how do you want me to do what I just told everybody else to do? And so I decided I was going to wait a little bit. I wasn't just going to come in and, you know, do the, do the thing. Hey, take my hand, take my hand, precious Lord. Your mom knows that song. She does, every word. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. So anyway, I laid there and I, I on the floor and I did stretches and. Um, you were doing your spiritual gymnastics. Well, you know it's, it's strange. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to the point here. This is chit chat. You see, here's some chit chat. You know, I always do on Sunday mornings. I get up as early as I can because I need to pray. I need to look at the word but I also need to do my exercises but when I speak up here in the past couple of months um, just standing there creates a pressure on my on the areas that I'm strengthening and I don't understand that it's really bizarre and so so often when I have finished it's very difficult me for me to 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 um, to bend or whatever because of the str- the pa- the stress that's in this I don't know if it's a new anointing or what so I try to get before the Lord and stretch and just you know just do that it's not a problem but I just do what I have to do so I'm laying there and I did all that and then I just started praying for a little bit and it must have been an hour and a half after I got home where I thought okay it's time to take the hand of the Lord and that was a really precious time for me I, I and then you know uh, I obviously didn't go word for word which we ask all of the saints to do to look at what the spirit has said <clears throat> and um, so when I linked up with Sylvie and Luke this morning Sylvie was talking about how that they had done 
this and she referenced it taking which I know you did and you referenced to me was Krateo which is the, the power of the throne so lots of people I guess what I'm saying is lots of people were doing what we've encouraged them to do breaking down each one of those words and that's a significant thing that the taking is the power of the throne and so we, we just need that in the Lord but we've got to go forward knowing that he's going to take care of things for, for Peter's mother and mother-in-law, that was a big transition for him to, to leave that environment as much as he was going to have to leave it and know that God unquestionably was going to take care of all that. So, wherever you are, whatever your family's facing, whatever demands... I'm not we're not forecasting sickness or fever or anything like that over anybody but whatever it is you're facing and the symptoms of those things God is lifting you up if you'll let him anyway that's my story yeah and we too have to recognize just the whole principle of the hand particularly the right hand which is that the storm you know, it's the empty, yeah. the hollowness that's not going to look like um, riches yeah. and gold. It's going to look like a hollow hand. And there's where our our faith kicks in, that we have to just take that and trust the Lord and what he has said at his right hand at the throne. And Are you willing... To look at the face of that emptiness, that valley, that storm, that wind, that cold, and begin in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. You're right. That is a good yeah. thing we have to consider. And two, I mean, it's the right. It's the prophetic. It's the we have to die <laughs> again yeah. and again, and we have to just. To stay in that place of just being yielded. It's my my dad was here for a couple of days. He's moved out of Texas, so it's it's odd that I wouldn't have any time with him. And I had a couple of hours with him yesterday, and then a couple of hours with him this morning. And he was sharing with me this morning about when he had he grew up Catholic, was raised Catholic, had done all the Catholic things, Catholic schools, altar boy, all of that, and. It wasn't until he was an adult and pretty much lived a carnal lifestyle, which he would readily admit, that he had an encounter. He had an encounter with the Lord, wow. which the Holy Spirit, which just filled him and transformed him and changed him. Thank you, God. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was he was talking about having that encounter, and he, at that point he was in sales, so he was traveling a lot by car to um, the U.S., and he was actually in his car, and the Lord's, he said, the Lord, I, he said, I don't hear the Lord like other people do, but I heard the Lord in my spirit man, and I said, Dad, that's his voice. I mean, it's, it, you're not going to hear like a, a rumbling on the Ten Commandments, <laughs> mm -hmm. but anyway, um, he said he heard the Lord, and the Lord spoke to him, and then he proceeded to say, but after that... I went into one of the hardest times of my life in my career 
like I lost a couple of count accounts that that next week and things just weren't like going the way he would have expected them to go having just accepted the Lord in that encounter so we were able to talk about that that process about how you know Jesus has this experience on the mount with the transfiguration and this is my son and how am I well pleased and then immediately the spirit cast him into the wilderness to be tested and so you know we take that hand and I think normally we would or the normal mindset would be oh yeah we've accepted so now we're going to step into the blessing well we're always blessed but it's not necessarily gonna probably look that way initially maybe it will maybe it won't but the point is is that um this walk is is wonderful yeah that's interesting you bring that up because from a number of standpoints but Jesus baptized John's being fulfilled righteousness the dove descends the voice thunders then he's driven into the wilderness skip ahead a couple of years he's on the top of the mountain Moses and Elijah come. God's conferring with them. Jesus is being transformed. He's not necessarily being baptized, but the baptism is a, is a transition, and that transforming was a transition. And he comes down the base of the hill. There's the demons resisting. Um, we're not welcoming the enemy. There's always, you, you cannot separate the transition from whether you're going to accept that taking of the hand in the winter. And yeah, what is crouching at the door? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you go into the land to take the land, which has been our commission since, you know, that was the big commission we received at the seminar, mm -hmm. or part of it. And yeah, I feel like since seminar, I've become that person that takes the V out. <laughs> it's For me, it's always been the seminar, and then everybody else just calls it seminar, and so I just did that. So I have, I have become one of the... Anyway, it has been a battleground. I mean, I know here, it, and I'm here almost every day in prayer. I mean, it has been something that we've had to really hold the ground, hold the territory, hold... Um, I don't know what you've been experiencing in prayer, but it hasn't been just a bed of roses. It's been, and, and yesterday, even yesterday, you could feel the tension. You could feel the resistance. Yeah. And you know that that is the enemy because he knows. But I was, I was speaking with Stacy McGill, who is also here you know, regularly for intercession in the morning, and I trust her yeah. and her insights. And I asked her, I said, have you since anything this last week and she said she looked up her notes and she said this is what the Lord spoke to me yesterday in the morning and, and Saturday either Friday morning or Saturday morning he said behold he is here in his battle garments on a horse and with soldiers meaning the Lord he is preparing his army in wisdom and strength he will not send us into an ambush and she sent that to me after I asked her, could you tell me what you've been sensing? And that, that was such a word of encouragement for me. Yeah. From someone who really serves as a, a seer and a watchman, that's a huge encouragement, yeah. right? So. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. So thank you, Stacy, if you're listening. 
already already said thank you though. Thank you publicly. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think that's happening here. Undoubtedly, it's happening wherever you are. And, uh, you know, at seminar, at the seminar, <laughs> I was asking the Lord for strategy. And, and I think that's an ongoing gift that we need to have. And we, we, need to, we need to be faithful, but we need to be plowing for new ways that he's chosen um, that will form the foundation of these new of these new things that he's telling us he's he's doing I don't want to miss it's got it's got to be the plan of God has to be positioned one step makes way for the other I don't want to miss any of those I, we cannot uh, and we won't, but that's easier said than actually done. So, it's good, good days. And this month of October, as as Monica declared yesterday from the from the podium. Podium. Yeah. Um, this month. We, we have embraced this as being a month of going forward, that the enemy is not able to <clears throat> bring the catastrophes that he did so many times in early years during the month of October, that this is the month of breakthrough on an annual basis. This is, um, this is a fast of feasting. And in, in regard to all that, how would God be causing us to fast what 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 types of things in light of this it's not just thinking stinky thoughts um, how do we align ourselves with what is necessary for the going forth and, and those things are very personal from the Lord so we're going to be meeting here on Wednesday evening to pray and we also have First Saturday, which is this coming Saturday, and it's it's truly a privilege to be able to to pray mm -hmm. in those environments. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you talked about aligning ourselves with what God is doing. It's so important. And I think about this, that passage out of Zechariah where it says, love the truth. Is it love the truth and peace? Or what is... Um, forgive me. I'll look it up. You keep talking. And, and that, that's a good framework for us in this month is to focus on truth and embrace truth and, uh, and also peace and partnering with the fulfillment of what God wants to accomplish in and through us in the days ahead. So, also, you know, it's a cheerful feast. It's a toad feast. We focus on the goodness, the good purpose of God, 
I know for me, I've committed myself and I did it. I tell my, I put myself on a point of accountability yesterday with somebody that will hold me accountable to refrain from negativity, from letting anything come out of my mouth that would not be a blessing, but more of a curse to our purpose. And guys, I mean, we got to do this. We got to be we we got to be held accountable to that because with things moving so fast and you know it's easy to get overwhelmed in the midst of it and anyway yeah love the truth and love peace love the truth and peace Zechariah eight yeah. um, could you read that could you read what it says these are the it? things that you shall do speak to every man the truth. To his neighbor execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against his neighbor and love no false oath for all these things I hate says the Lord that's saying Sane which is also you know the gospel of Sane we should do because on the one hand God hates these things when he separated them out but on the other hand, he sees when someone who shut up the womb is hated and he opens. It, that's, that's a, it's a weird word. Anyway, and the Lord of hosts came unto me saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth shall be to the house of Judah joy and gladness, cheerful feasts. Therefore, love the truth and peace. Yeah, and even that joy and gladness, and we've done so many stuff. We did a seasons broadcast on this about the Sema and the Sasan, mm -hmm. joy and gladness, and how you know it's that gaining that mindful perspective of the Lord and strategy yeah. within the season, but also the Sema, which is the attitude of your heart. And so it's like a, a such a powerful combination of keeping the attitude of your heart in a point of, of joy and gladness in the midst of gaining strategy and gaining the mind of the Lord and gaining um, just that perspective of in of what he's doing in the season. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Joy and gladness, cheerful. What a happy smell. <laughs> what a happy thing. God's good, right? And also, you know, you we got to look forward and we've got to leave the things. I mean, we build foundation on our foundation and we build line upon line. We build on from where he's brought us, but we also have to leave things behind and look forward. Yeah. And so however the Lord would have us do that individually, but also as a body. I love that. That's new. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, even this word, translated as feasts, moed, is, um, it's timing, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's an appointed thing, and moad is the placement of troops. So, this is not just a gathering, kind of like the Feast of Adonai, um, and the Hag, Hag Feast. So, if you, if you add those all together, you're you're accountable for what God has created you to be. You are appearing before Adonai, which is the Old Testament variation of the Lord. Um, you are 
you're coming together to remember what his purpose is for you as a group but then this lord of hosts is using the term that is also synonymous for truth troop positioning which you would think the lord of hosts would do that Mm, so it's it's for battle basically um anyway that's that's interesting yeah i love just the timing of it and granted i mean it's this year this way every year but just coming off of this seminar where we we did focus a lot on warfare we focus a lot on the armies of the lord and our positioning and going in and taking the land and uh, and then we we segue right into this month of partnership with the commander of the armies of the Lord and mm-hmm. um, that's that's significant I, I I hope and I'm assuming that that we're going to draw our Brazilian Saints into this month to partner in that fast of feasting and I know that you have a yeah. connection so yeah, I'm going to meet with them on Wednesday and put forward this word. And that's another thing of strategy. You know, we do this and then they post it up on Facebook. But we need to firm up the communication lines there. Um, and, of course, you know the way the Brazilians are. They, they're really flashy when it comes to promos and Internet things and um and so I don't know how to really enlist them to make sure everybody knows okay you need to be coming together every week to hear whatever word is being disseminated but we're not quite there yet but we will put that forward on Wednesday so that's that's good and of course, our French brothers and sisters are listening to us right now, and um, we know that they they don't need to be told to do things. They they've they been this. trained in this, and they do it. We've actually done a fast. Well, we've done a feast with them during the oh, fast yeah. months. They're in May, and we got together. We had a meal, and we all committed to fasting negativity and anything that would come out of us that was not pleasing (laughs) to the Lord and I'll never forget that what a sweet memory that is so many so many wonderful memories that we've had with our French speaking saints love them so much (laughs) that was a memorable night in so many ways (laughs) you know I, I still have this dream that one day we'll be able to have a gathering with all of our saints from every nation together in one place. Wouldn't that be just wonderful? Wow. Take communion together and just have worship and intercession. Can you imagine having all of our French-speaking saints, having our African saints, having our um, Brazilian, South American saints, having our saints from the United States? Who am I leaving out? India. India. In one place, heaven open. I just think that I just and maybe when the Lord returns <laughs> but wow yeah, marriage supper yeah huh well um, 
so many things that we could talk about. You guys have to know that we love you because we're sitting up in this booth. It is only 86 degrees in here, but we do not have the AC on. No. And we've got the fire of the Lord going, and yet, um, let's see, it's going to be 91 degrees, and you're only happy to know that we have rain coming on Wednesday, and our temperatures begin to drop. Thank the Lord. Won't that be wonderful? <laughs> what a summer this has been. I, uh, I know. I mean, it's... A cold front, the Dallas Morning News, could bring fall-like temperatures to mm. North Texas this week. Yeah, and the State Fair opened. Yeah. Um, I love the State Fair. A little bit late, isn't it? Sometimes the State Fair opens at the end of seminar, Dad, didn't it? It always, and it, oh, I know this because we are fair people. My uh -huh. father worked at the fair for 40 years. Um, he wasn't like a carnival person. <laughs> 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 he was a milk. He he was a milkman, and he did a booth at the fair for four years. But anyway, it always opens the f that last Friday of September. Okay. And it runs for three straight weeks. So that's how. Whether or not it's it falls at the very end of September or it just depends on the calendar. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, that this is chit chat. Yeah, it is. We've gone back into chit chat, so yeah. we're still trying to get. Wouldn't it be great if Big Tex, when he when he went to greet the people, because there's a Big Tex at the State Fair. If you've never seen it, you need to Google it because it's quite a thing. It's like the it's like it's like the Eiffel Tower in a person with a cowboy hat and Texas <laughs> Texas cowboy boots, and he actually talks. And so, wouldn't it be cool if we could like go in there at night and reprogram him and have him speak in tongues? <laughs> oh my gosh. Or, like, speak a scripture or something. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Wouldn't that be something? We have to get a little... We've, we've missed our chit-chat. <laughs> he's, he's 55 feet tall. And one time his head caught on fire. Yeah. And I remember I was I was shopping at North Park, and I got a text from, I think, my, my nephew Ian said, Aunt Monica, big text is on fire, and sent me a, a video, and his whole head was flaming. <laughs> I mourned for a couple days. I listened. I listened to an interview with the guy who's the voice of Big Tex, and yeah. he's off somewhere else on the in the park, and he was still doing his thing. And <laughs> Big Tex's head, head was on fire. <laughs> I should post that video on our Facebook page. Uh, so you know it. Oh man! <laughs> but they did replace his head, and they actually gave him a whole new wardrobe, which was due time. Yeah, he was a little outdated. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Amazing. Maybe some of you, when you come to the seminar next time, you can stay over for the fair. Be Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> hey, I don't know whether Zach, Zach and Katie have to go to the fair. I don't know that he's ever been to the fair. It'll be a fun experience. Yeah, he'll, he'll get a kick out of that. Yeah. We'll work on, I'll work on that one. Um, so... This this time frame is so interesting. Uh, I thought, you know, I was talking, as Katie said yesterday, last week, several days on and off, as daughters will do with their parents. And we were talking about what she was studying about 
the time the times of the Lord and her main first part was about getting ahead of the timing of the Lord and how we don't need to do that which is something that I you know me I'm always looking so far ahead that sometimes I to the detriment of the moment itself but then as it as it moved we started looking at that seasons were well actually the the horror but but then I started looking because I abandoned I, I I left it because it was her class it's not mine but I started looking at what I shared yesterday about the the very near derivative that initially starts with the word Hebrew word for for flesh which is the boundary of our life which is what then hora is basically springs from that so we all have a time and and then the mountain and boundary lines come from that and horizon comes from that um so i was putting it all together and i was thinking what a strange point we are in where we we want to we're committed to the chronos and we're committed to hearing kairos moments but these seasons to accomplish everything that god has given to our bodies that the housing of the lord the temple and the tabernacle we talked a lot about mountains we talked a lot about um moving forward in taking the structure that the enemies put in place but the perspective is God reserves for the particular season his hour his hour aligns itself with our physical identity our spiritual identity the the mountain that he's giving that perspective the apostolic horizon all of those things are in that word um, so Mary is sensing this is going on and he says my aura is not yet come but it really had but he but he had to be the one that nobody else can tell you that you you've got to you've got to know it and commit to it well the father tells us right mm -hmm. so that's when he initiates it yeah. even though others may be sensing it right and then but see with that then why water into wine in all the things we just said so humans should be partnering with god across the earth to bring forth the harvest of his vineyard. Could it also liken to the, the water the, the water representing the spirit and the blood? Yeah, that's yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That somehow we who were born um 
born into this natural body, which is largely water, we then become born again into, through the blood of Christ and activated, adopted into the family of God so that we are now representing him. That's, that's the essence of it, yeah. what you just said. And that was his first miracle. And that was ultimately the most, I mean, that was the most significant miracle that he did, just going to the cross and giving us access. And, and maybe in that same line, for the first 30 years, he was functioning as a man. Right. Fully man, fully God. But at that moment, he was transitioning into the very blood of God. The, the essence of who he was and yeah, he was called to Yeah. Him, which was to shed the blood. Yeah. So he was depicting not just something, the best wine is last. So no matter how God has demonstrated his kingdom in the future, now in those days, the best was being brought forward. It through him. Yeah, that's that's good. Because I, I mean, even when when we were talking about it yesterday, I could just, I, I could just see in my spirit that whole scene ordained by the Father playing out so perfectly before him. And so you know, it always caught me up. Like he said, my hour has not yet come, and then he turned around and did it. But I never really, I mean, I just thought, oh, okay. You know, I just never, even after watching The Chosen and seeing it actually <laughs> in life. <laughs> yeah, color. well, that was quite an episode. It was. But even his mother, she had to surrender him from being her little boy and that was really the man of the house after Joseph was gone. And it's interesting, too, because I've always thought about Mary, about how difficult that had to have been for her to walk with him, to know. I mean, immaculate conception. She she knew. If anybody knew, she knew that he was the Messiah, right? And for her to have walked with him as his mother intimately, but also somewhat as one of his people, you know, that walked with him, knowing what lied ahead for him. I can't even imagine that. I mean, likened to Abraham walking up with Isaac up to Mount Moriah to sacrifice him. I can't even imagine that. So how significant it was to the father for her to release him at that moment. She had to do that. Mm -hmm. And I love that because God honored her and her positioning. And um, just really that transaction was just really significant. Yeah, and her forcing, not forcing, her accentuating the moment where he says, mine aura, what, why I, what I've come in this body to do. And then she says, whatever he says, do it, which would be him making disciples. Perhaps it was important for God, for her, for her to be a participant in his debut from being just her son to now what God had sent him here to do. That, that's interesting, too. Plus, it, always, it never troubled him. It always, the way he addressed her was just odd to me, like a woman. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's just... It, 
You know, he could have said mom, or what did he call her? Um, well, so Saba. No, what was the name that he would call her? The Jewish Hebrew name for I, I mother. Anyway, but the way that he addressed her was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. Um, I think God's showing us some things about that that we um, we've not considered before. Um, but I, but I do think that that transition is um, something that we continue to face. We're changed from glory to glory. And I think we're in that moment now again where whatever God's put us on this earth to do, um, that horror is being demonstrated and um, that's that's so interesting that, that's very very interesting so woman there is G-Y-N-E which is where gynecologist comes from woman what have I to do with thee and I think maybe with that, he was just saying, what I've known you as has been what a woman on earth is. And I've been your son, your baby. I've, I've been your adolescent. I've been a man of the house in the absence of my father. And when all that life experience I'm addressing you, but now the hour is going to be demonstrated. Maybe the reason it hadn't come was that in that transition, it would come after whatever he says to you, do it. I don't know. It's, it's just something to philosophize about in the spirit. I, I didn't know that. I'd, I'd never thought about it, but that word, woman gyne or gynecology comes from is from ginomai oh wow really mm -hmm. which is like the beginning the seed to become the yeah beginning. Well, that makes perfect sense totally yeah and and it can also mean to come to pass to happen events to, to appear at a staging point of history. Um, so maybe, maybe, well, I, I don't want to say that, but that particular choice of words that he didn't use some family title. Ima is her mother. So it, it flows a little bit better than Duda. <laughs> Come and get a word tonight, Duda, Duda. <laughs> So we, we're there in this point, and uh, as opposed to then his brothers, the other mine hour has not yet come, which was Kairos, and siblings and relations, they all want you to perform for them in a way. You know, you, you have to justify who you are. So you, you, you can't just be, you always have to be demonstrating so you get their seal of approval. 
because they're always questioning who you are anyway. They want you to be something else. So if you're really all that, do it for a year in front of me. And that's the my my Kairos. And, and he says, he, he doesn't say this to Mary, but he says to them, you always have the opportunity to Kairos. So why don't you just go do what you're supposed to do? And um, there's a lesson in that for us as well, I'm sure. Um, just a word. Some of you have been in touch with our Monica mentioned the Brazilians. They're all very excited. They're looking forward to what um, what God is doing, and um, it's it's an ongoing work. And um, I uh, I'm very grateful for that. We're staying in touch with Faladin regarding the wide swat, swath of equatorial Africa. We, we, re, we, we pray for India. We've sown a lot of seed there. And then it was basically taken out of our hands in the natural. So we don't really know what all's going on. But we have to believe that what has been sown you think of that, how many hundreds of pastors saw over 80 hours of teaching about, and that's 80 hours in English, that's not 40 hours and 40 hours translated. Um, so we don't know what's going on with that, but, but France and Europe in general, Switzerland, Belgium um, we we're looking forward to what what God is putting before us to do in partnership with you and we're grateful for the mature steps you continue to take as intercessors and representing God through the power of the cross in your terio we also continue to wait for the God's timing for the door to open in England in a, in a different way. It's funny because how many times have we done activations there? We've prayed, had big teams, small teams, just blanketing that country. And uh, the only time we officially ministered anywhere in London was in the Congolese church. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. Soon. Soon is not a time. But now we we're being made aware that there are a couple or three uh, Brazilian Portuguese churches in the outskirts of London and they are officially inviting ministry I, God just it does things in mysterious ways yeah. so we got to work for the night is coming. We need his strategy. But mostly, though, we need to be communing with, with the Father. And um, one of the things, and I know we're running out of time here. Well, we still got nine minutes. We've talked over and over again about the, 
for want of a better term, the initial visitation of the Spirit um, when God was birthing all these things, diversities of tongues, proskuneo, going before the throne, knowing the Father, visions, angelic ministry, the, the, the Word coming, the, the deeper things of the Word, those seasons, we lived them. And, you know, we cherish them. But we, we move now as sons. Mm-hmm. We move now as people who are making disciples and we're actually l- trying our best to live those things that were established and then to teach them. But we know how important it was in those early days for people to get a blast of the Spirit. I mean, to encounter a visitation. We also recognize that a lot of people who received that in those early years, both here and in France and in other places, aren't really walking with the Lord. For them, God's their judge, but for so many of them, they wanted an experience. And they flocked because, just like with Jesus, they wanted to see what miracle he would do. So I've been praying, and I know you been praying and when we go out especially in Brazil now we're not asking for a a recreation of those early days but we need the demonstration of the spirit with power in conjunction with the word however God wants to demonstrate that because in in the time when Jesus ministered and we have an accounting of, of that. And even when Paul ministered, we don't, I don't remember one time when Jesus was ministering that there was a description of the things that we were just mentioning about those early days, those honeymoon days. There wasn't a time where the Spirit just knocked everybody out or they were all laying on, on the ground when Jesus was there. Do you remember anything like that? Now there were times where they heard thunder, the voice of God, they saw a dove, uh, the miracles happened. There were times where Elijah and Elisha were seen, you know, and, and there are a lot of other ones of those. Walking on the water, you know, those kinds of things. Miracles, miracles, miracles. And with the Apostle Paul, we don't see that. Now, when the temple was dedicated, nobody was able to stand. The priests couldn't stand to minister. God just flattened them. The day of Pentecost, tongues of fire, people speaking in languages, all kinds of unusual manifestations. So what happened to us in those early years was was unique, just unique. There were times like you hear Evan Roberts who would go into a place and sit in those just dead as a doornail ministers meetings that he would go to. And the presence of the Lord would come and people would be in still silence. I don't know how God is going to visit to to bring a pop to this message that is dear to his heart. But we need the demonstration of the Spirit in some way and power. 
I don't know how else to say that. So I'm asking God for that. But to ask him for a recreating of those initial days, that's ludicrous. I mean, if, if we had four or five demonstrations of it in the scripture, then yeah, we could say, hey, send it like it was at the beginning. No, I don't want it like it was at the beginning. That was a unique birthing time where God gave us something, all of us. Um, and everybody likes to see you lay hands on people, people being knocked over, people being pinned to the ground. Those are great. And God will do that again. But we need the demonstration of the Spirit whatever way He's chosen to show these people God is in this. I'm just roaming now, obviously. No, I think that's good. And I think just a couple things that I was thinking as you were speaking. One thing I know that, that we are called to when we go out is to demonstrate his presence, mm -hmm. to demonstrate that hunger, that, that one thing do I desire. That yeah. Above everything else, this is the one thing that I desire. And that is in us. That is who we are. That's our DNA now. And, and we have to make sure that we walk that and that we demonstrate that because that's the foundation of all of it, which from that comes intercession, comes partnership and all that. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I think we need to acknowledge and, and, and recognize that Jesus, just as he did his disciples, gave his disciples the power. Mm -hmm. He gave them the power. He sent them out. He gave them the power over everything. Yeah. We have to recognize that he is giving us the power. And so I think about, like, for instance, Peter and John. They're going to the temple to pray. They see the gate, the guy at the gate who has been lame since birth. And he asks for alms. And Peter looks at him and says, look at me. Look at me. He's not, I mean, he didn't, like, start prayer time. He didn't cast anything out. He, did, he drew that guy to look at him because of what was in him, which was that power and that authority, silver and gold have I not. We don't have that to give, but what we do have is that measure of deliverance or healing or power over the unclean spirits. You know, look at me, silver and not have I, have I, but what I have I give to you, rise up and walk, and the guy gets up and leaps and dances. And so I think a lot of it is our acknowledgement our knowing of what he is giving to us and actually walking in it and so much of that i think is in the timing and i i sense as we go forward into the season that this is that timing yeah and so it's like what i what we were talking about yesterday in class it's like we have to we have to do what we see our father in heaven doing just like jesus did and we have to in that moment step out take the risk and know that it's a moment of breakthrough and 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 apply what he's put within us we have to do it and it's risky and it's it's i don't know but i think the time where we've come into the timing so yeah that's that's terrific and you know in uh, luke 10 um when jesus sent out the 70 mm -hmm. which is the i in mm -hmm which is the eyes they returned and they talk about you know they they're healing they're setting people free 
And they say, even the devils are subject to us through your name. And then Jesus says, I beheld Satan fall from heaven. And, and he goes on down through. But then, then, verse 21, in that aura, Jesus rejoiced in his spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hid uh, the, the crypto, apostolic crypto, these things from the wise and prudence and revealed them unto babes. But that was a, an aura. Jesus confirmed that was a change, a shift. And that's Those where 70, we are. And yes. that's where we are. Yeah. But we have to step into it. I mean, it, it, it is risky. Yeah, you know, and I remember how many times, you know, we talk about the Holy Ghost car wash and, and how that was used over and over again. And, and in some ways that really was a way that that those manifestations where people were encountering god and and i'm not saying those are done but i'm saying that what in this hour as the 70 and as those who are called to train the 70 and to speak about the wells and to speak about the eyes of the tobe we we're we're going to see these kinds of things that are the demonstration of the spirit they it has to be with the word because that's you know really a lot of the church maybe not the church but a lot of christianity is caught up with those in early days so they are all wanting the holy ghost to wipe them out and do things and what what we're on the battlefield and when we go in Brazil particularly, but every nation, but in Brazil particularly, the 70 sign in many ways is going to be the authority over these demonic, real-time authority over demonic oppositions. See, you're asking for strategy. God just gave it to you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he did. Well, you know, if you and I talk a lot, enough <laughs> up here, eventually we'll come on to something. No, I mean, the, the <laughs> That's Lord true. just spoke to you and, and spoke through you. And in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in, in his spirit. What, what God put in him, in that flesh, those, the, from, from his skin, within him is the spirit. And he rejoiced in that aura. I thank you. The, the, the apostolic revelation of the secret things is being revealed through these ones yeah. that will accept it as children and grow. That's powerful. Yeah. Boy, we're out of time. We had to keep going. We're on a roll now. <laughs> well, hey, thanks everybody for being willing to, um, to accept this new day, this Monday. Maybe that's significant too. I, I don't want to make too much of that. We know why we wanted to change it to Monday so I don't want to spiritualize it but thank you and spread the word that we're on a new day now it's a new day um, don't forget first Saturday coming and um, all is well Amen. blessings on this month yes. blessings on what God is doing in you and Thanks so much for walking this walk with the Lord and with us. Amen. 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 Goodbye, everybody.